Hey there. So today we're going to talk about how do you peanut butter? Also, Mark may have discovered the origin of Benjamin Buford blue shrimp. Hmm. And also we're going to talk about reading books. And then we're going to dip back into uh, the strange happenings here at the manor. Stay tuned. It's coming right up. And welcome to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. We're glad you joined us for this episode. And yes. what do you have for me today, Jenna? Oh, boy. Well, you know, so I've talked to some of my Facebook friends about peanut butter. And Mark, people peanut butter in a lot of strange ways. I don't know that I, I like where this is going. <laughs> you know, okay, so we're used to peanut butter and jelly, right? Right. You sometimes do a, a spoonful of peanut butter, or do right. you ever do that? Uh, when I was a kid, I did. I love peanut butter. Okay. I actually have moved beyond peanut butter, to be honest with you. Are you an almond I'm butter a snob. guy? I'm an almond butter, cashew butter guy. I do like cashew butter. Once I discovered those things, it was like, bye-bye peanut butter. You know what? Almond butter, for me, is just a little wah-wah. It's good. Wow. But... I love it. Uh, anyway. Well, you know what? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to um, revert back to peanut butter today. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have right. to dumb well, down a little bit. <laughs> well, that's great because I haven't had it in a long time, actually. Okay. Well, I did crunchy because I actually normally I'm a smooth peanut butter girl, but I thought maybe I don't know. I just think that dudes like crunchy peanut butter better. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> I just thought. All right. The Mark funny thing is, like I do love the crunchy peanut butter. I'll well, see. The crunchier, the better. All right. Well, here you go. So there were so many suggestions that we can't possibly squeeze this all into one show. So we're just going to do two of the suggestions and then there's a third. And I mean, it's like it's like a suicide. And by suggestions, you mean people that have suggested people on online, That's on right. Facebook, Instagram, and also on Twitter. So be sure to follow us on all those three formats at Snack a Little. And just because oh, we'll ring that bell. <laughs> I thought the bell was when we say a bad we'll word. We'll go ahead and cuss and then I'll ring it again. Damn it. Okay. Do okay. you feel better now? <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with, uh, as you can see, I have sliced Well, as some, I can see. As you can see. And I took a picture for all of y'all. Oh, that's right. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, and Instagram at Snack a Little. And you can actually see pictures of all you the stuff we do. You will get to see pictures. All yes. The, all the stuff on the show. So you probably know this because you're a pepper guy, but you know that these are actually not ripe. Really? Green peppers are the unripe peppers. And that might be why I like red peppers better. Because to me, they're a little sweeter. Uh, you know, I suppose. I mean, look, I, I garden quite a bit. And I have my own peppers in my garden. Mm -hmm. And they do go from green to red. And change, the taste does change a little bit. But I prefer the green ones. Ugh. Oh, they're great. You And you are quite the gardener. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get more into that in, in shows to come. So what we have here are just slices of green bell pepper My and mouth some is peanut watering, butter. Actually. And so, <laughs> now, it doesn't seem that strange because there are pepper peanut type dishes, Asian dishes, right? So it's odd to me, but it shouldn't be. And this was suggested by Sharon, which apparently I've been told that it was suggested her by my uncle Clint. Oh, really? God rest his soul in peace and happiness wow so i gave you a spoon so that we're not like you know well i i think i can dip. dipping well I'm not gonna i don't know they dip. might be a little flaccid this are you okay with a flaccid <laughs> pepper <laughs> it's flaccid as bit here i'll ring it too <laughs> i'm holding i'm holding the uh 
just well, do a spoon. Okay, let me yeah, get they a are, spoon it is, here. They are flaccid this is, peppers. This is tough to do, reaching across the table as we have to here. Yeah. Does that work? God, that peanut butter is just, thick. I know. What the heck? It's probably because it's better You know, almond butter quality. is not as thick. It it's is nice as thick because it's not it's... as greasy. You're having nice, good, <laughs> greasy, nutty... Do you need these? I'm going to move these if you don't mind. I'm oh, moving she, his she's glasses. He's moving my glasses. I'm moving your glasses. I just don't want them to have peanut butter on them. Oh, that's all right, though. Okay. okay. So. All right. I'm going to try Now it. you scoopen Sie Deutsch. Yeah. Kind of almost sounds like you're eating celery. <laughs> so what do you think of peanut butter and a green bell pepper? I don't like it. <laughs> no? It doesn't taste horrible. But it's just not your but, thing. You know, when you do celery with peanut butter on it. Yeah. We'll Which see. is seems like a cultural staple. Uh, the celery with peanut butter on it. Go. The cel- celery really doesn't have no a taste to it. Not much. No, it really doesn't. But these peppers, I feel like the peanut butter is overpowering the pepper. So I feel like I'm missing out. I almost got a red pepper too, just to see if we'd like it better with a red pepper. So I'm going to try a bite. See what I think. All right. See if you can get it, get toward the microphone and crunch it. <laughs> Because that, sound, that sounds so good. I don't know, but when you said that, a piece flew out and I think hit me in the eye. <laughs> don't make me laugh when I'm chewing on... I'm going to inhale just, a nut. I'm going to eat a little bit of... Wait, you're going to... What? <laughs> don't. Don't. Yeah, so... I'm going to take another bite here. I don't know what to think about this. My mouth is confused. Yeah, it's kind of like celery with peanut butter, because the peanut butter is overwhelming. I can hardly taste the pepper. And the pepper is very watery. Yeah, I can't taste the pepper at all, and that's a disappointment. Like you said, it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't taste like, I can't taste the combination. To me, there's like a back note at the at the last minute, <laughs> the last moment, there's like that hint of pepper. They say that the that spice is at the back of the tongue. And maybe that's why I notice it at the end. By the way, I don't believe that. You don't? No. Nope. What do you believe? I don't believe that Mark. We were we were Mark. <laughs> we were brought up in our little science books in, in elementary school, I think it was, probably fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Showing the diagram of the tongue, that the tip of the tongue was salt and the sides were sugar, and they had like a and I've seen medical stuff now I can't cite anything right now because I was not prepared for this. But that, because that, we like to surprise each other, <laughs> be, that that doesn't have any bearing on anything, because anything that gets on your tongue, for the most part, gets spread throughout your whole tongue because of the nature of the fingerling type of texture that your tongue is, and that there aren't specific areas. It, it to I me, that's like agree that, with that. It's all nerve endings that are all the same that are just having to be everywhere. So there. take the pepper, okay. and put it on the tip of your tongue. What do you do? You taste Wait, pepper. Do I have to balance it there? <laughs> and then get up and hop on one foot. I don't know. I. I... Oh, that's going to be a funny picture. <laughs> you know what? I don't think these peppers are ripe. <laughs> no, that can't be it. No, I taste it. You know what? Some people lose their sense of taste as they get older. What, why are you looking at me? <laughs> because I can taste the pepper. No, I can. T- I just had a bit of the pepper on its own. It's not as powerful as the the homegrown. This is store bought or homegrown? I don't, no, are you kidding me? 
I I didn't say here grown. I know better than that. Nothing grows here. <laughs> no, my, my my bougainvillea is okay. Oh, and a few succulents that I haven't killed. <laughs> Anything that's like totally drought resistant, I do okay for the most part. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Actually, I just took a bite of pepper on its own. It isn't as strong as summer. Right. All right. Well, all right. I don't know what we've. We don't hate it. We right. just don't know There's what the point wrong is. With it. it's, yeah, it may as well just have celery. Maybe you that. can just feel good about it because peppers probably have things in them that are good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I eat peppers almost every day. So next. Straight out of my garden. Dun, dun, dun. All right. What, what is wow. this now? So Peggy. I have a plate with two half sandwiches on it. Are yes. these two separate things Two to eat? separate things. Right. I want you to, the one that's down beneath the one on top. Folks, I do not know what I'm going to be biting into. I'm doing Just this for the show, but this is ready. really scary for me. You know that it will never be an insect or, or anything gross that creeps around in the garden. I don't know that. I'm telling you that because I got to eat it too. Considering the number of cats in this place, I imagine there's well, probably cat hair somewhere. But that's not an insect, so we're good. Okay. This is the Elvis sandwich. Right. What you have there is bacon, honey, banana, and peanut butter on white bread. I should have I should have trimmed the crusts. So what do you think of That's that? That's a lot of stuff in one bite. Well, and was Elvis on to something? Mama baby baby mama. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I love a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> without you. I think. You know what? This is almost the same type of thing in that there's a lot of flavors and I can't even taste one of them. Let me. Here. Let let an expert try. <laughs> because there's bacon on it, I really want to like this. I do too. I, I just want to taste the bacon right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jana's taking a big bite of the mm. peanut butter, bacon, banana, honey. and honey. Now, look. Banana and peanut butter. I mean, peanut butter, banana taste pretty good. And the honey. I used to use honey. I do honey and peanut butter sandwiches all the time. Hmm. So what do you think? Peanut butter kind of over, overwhelmed. I don't even taste the bacon. I hate to say this. See the tear dripping down my eye? That's because I'm not I, tasting the bacon. I love bacon. It doesn't need to be there. I agree. It's a waste of bacon. If it was just peanut butter and honey and banana, bring it. Bring it all day. Bring it all night. Plus, when you take a big bite, it's hard to talk afterwards. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Illustrating my point right there. Now, just you wait. Now you can try the other one. All right. So this is the one that Peggy Hold on, suggested. I got to finish chewing the second the, bite of the Elvis sandwich. We now, have see, we have plenty to drink to wash it down. I always knew it was uh, peanut butter and banana. I didn't know about the honey and the bacon that Elvis did. Where did you find that out? On the internets. <laughs> Well, it must be true then. <laughs> well, you know, and there are several different combinations. One of them is peanut butter, mayonnaise, and banana, which I think we should try at some point, but that's just not going to be today. Right. Don't tell me what's in this sandwich. Okay. I'm going to take a bite of the second half you just and try, although get, I can feel Get really close feel to that here. microphone. <laughs> some of our listeners love it when they get to hear chewing in the microphone. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear what you say about this one. See, right. I, this one has potential, I would think. Well, I know what it is. Well, some of the stuff is because I know you. Oh. So this is like peanut, not cat pe- hair. Pe- 
not fried cat hair. Don't say that it's not cat hair when you know there's a, the possibility that there's a few in there. I wash my hands sometime, you know. Well, it's not. This floats around in here. It's do you, looking for my on, food to you, land on. Do you, go, <laughs> do you go home with cat hair plastered to you? Um, well, when I get home, I have to go through a chamber of cleansing before I go into my house to make sure that no cat hair oh, comes with goodness. me. Oh, um, goodness. This second sandwich is peanut butter and corn chips. Yes. And I don't know if there's anything else. There's not. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, I won. Good job. What did he win, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> you got the ringy dingy bell. So you're taking a second bite. Are you taking right. a second bite because you're trying to decide if you like it or you're taking no. a second bite because you do? It's because I'm hungry and I like to eat a oh, lot. Okay. All right. Well, you could always take the bacon well, out you take, and eat you it. Well, you take a bite of that yes, and I'm I'm going to talk with my I'm, mouth full. I'm good. Good. This is good entertainment right here, folks. In case you didn't know. See, it's good. I like the crunchy. I like the texture. And I know you like texture. Mm-hmm. You like to add crunch to a lot of stuff. So that's why I knew. And I can taste the corn chips a little bit. Except my jello. It's a- <laughs> Listeners, let me just explain something. <laughs> You're making me laugh Jan- again with nuts in my mouth. <laughs> Jana does not make jello. She attempts to make jello. No, I do make jello. But it ends up being soup. I don't know why. She has some kind of problem. She plants die. Maybe it's the in altitude. Her house and she can't <laughs> <laughs> And she cannot get jello to gel. I don't hate this. No, it's pretty good. They almost taste similar, and I have never would have thought that. Well, Actually, it's because the peanut butter is pretty overwhelming. I wouldn't mind some honey on this one, on the, the Frito and peanut butter one. Oh, yeah. Well, honey's good on anything, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I really need to use it as a substitute for sugar in a lot of my cooking. Why? Do you think it's better for you? Mm, not necessarily. Oh. It's just I have a big jug of honey because I have in-laws that are beekeepers so they like to torture bees and by they, squeezing they, the honey out of them. that's exactly how honey is made it's squozing out of, out of. another bee another <laughs> another bee gave its life for, that's right for you to have that's honey. right but, but so we have we have we have uh, you know they give us samples of the stuff that they sell and uh, it's fantastic and it's great stuff and i should use it on a lot more things you would say then that um i would say homemade th- honey is better than <laughs> I guess that's well, what we would call there is, it, right? There is factory-made honey. There's the, the honey sauce, which I don't even know if there's any honey in honey sauce. Some of these fast food places that have biscuits with the butter that's not butter and honey that's not honey. It's called When it's called honey sauce, that's not honey. That's corn syrup manufactured crap. Well, you've had the honey here, right? The apple bee-free honey? Check it out, folks. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have, yeah, you have, yeah. It tastes right. like honey. It did. It did. It, it was made, like it was honey, made, it from, like made from apple it's apple. It's just apple. Yep. Yeah, it I think it's of, really concentrated. It's, right. They call it bee-free honey. And I think you were the one that asked me why. It's not like it kills them, but we both know it does. People are squeezing <laughs> the honey out of the bees. <laughs> just And then just discard the uh, uh, little bee carcass. Someone paid a little more attention in science <laughs> to the tongue map and not enough attention when the bee <laughs> segment came around. <laughs> science whatever (laughs) all right well so then i think that we've decided that yes to the peanut butter and fritos i don't know i don't know how much i would go back to that one the bacon it just doesn't need to be there it's a waste of bacon peanut butter is pretty good sorry elvis peanut butter is pretty good stuff but it does overwhelm a lot of the stuff that's in there you're right yep 
Yep, you're right. And the peppers, I don't know about that. Sorry, Sharon. Yeah. Well, these peppers are so light, it was more like uh, celery. So maybe we need to try it with jalapenos. That's not going to happen over here. No, no. Like stuff it into a jalapeno. Uh, You'd have to make peanut butter maybe with some jalapeno bits and then put that in celery. I mean, I've had jalapeno raspberry jam. That I could do. I was able to. It was very good. Hmm. It's very good. I'm I'm getting even more hungry. Well, here. Would you like to? No, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but we're doing a podcast right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can you can finish you can pull the bacon out of my sandwich All later. Right. Well, what I want to move on to actually somehow relates to peanut butter because I have a peanut type of a segment. Uh, How does this keep happening? <laughs> he really didn't know what we were having. Uh, so what we uh, billboarded at the beginning of the show was the Benjamin Buford Blue Shrimp. Now, for those of you who may be big fans of the Forrest Gump movie, that is actually the name of Bubba. That is his original name. In fact, I think I have. A clip of him introducing himself. This is when uh, Forrest Gump goes into the army, and he's getting on the bus, and he meets uh, meets this guy for the first time. So let's see how this goes here. I didn't know who I might meet or what they might ask. You ever been on a real shrimp boat? No, but I've been on a real big boat. I'm talking about a shrimp catching boat. I've been working on shrimp boats all my life. I started out on my uncle's boat, that's my mama's brother, when I was about maybe nine. I was just looking into buying a boat of my own and got drafted. My given name is Benjamin Buford Blue. People call me Bubba. Just like one of them old redneck boys. Can you believe that? My name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. All right, so that's the introduction of, yes. of uh, the shrimp guy. Remember the Bubba Gump uh-huh. Shrimp Company eventually... Now, that movie, according to my research, yes. that movie, Forrest Gump, debuted July 6th, 1994. Now, uh, okay. before that, back in November of 1991, so that's three years earlier. Mm-hmm. So if, if Forrest Gump was actually released in 94, it means it was probably be finishing shooting in 93. Yes. And of course, had rewrites for a couple of years before that. And then 91 is when this show came on. So this was uh, three years before that. And this is Seinfeld. This is an episode of Seinfeld called The Stranded. What? This is when the Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld and Elaine uh-huh. are at a party. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a ride. They're waiting for George to come from the airport. Or I, don't, I don't remember what it was. Anyway, so this clip's a little bit long. But this is when... Uh, They've they've made a pact with each other that if they're bored and they want to leave, they're going to pat the top of their heads while they talk. And okay. that gives okay. a signal to the person across the way. Uh-huh. So I'll narrate a little bit of what's going on here. This is it starts off with Jerry. He's talking with some guy and Jerry starts to pat his head. So let me get to this clip here. Which sounds silly. Right. And wonderful. I'm a comedian. <laughs> How are you? Let me ask you something. Where do you get your material? I hear a voice. What kind of voice? A man's voice, but he speaks in German, so I have to get it translated. How come you keep tapping your head? Uh, it's a nervous tick. I'm on L-Dopa. <laughs> on the other hand, you take a guy like George. Okay, now, they just cut to Elaine. It's on the other side of the room. She's also tapping her, tapping head, her head with her full hand. It's like a head pat. Mm-hmm. Now, she's talking to a gentleman 
who happens to be black. Okay. And he's going off on a little bit of a tangent. So I'm going to back this up a couple seconds. So that's when, after Jerry does his little bit about whatever drug that he's on, then it goes to Elaine sitting there with this black gentleman who's going off on a little bit of a tangent. Okay. Uh, it's a nervous tick. I'm on L-Dopa. <laughs> on the other hand, you take a guy like George Washington Carver. The man devoted his whole life to the peanut. Imagine having so much passion for something. Now, Elaine's you know, tapping her head the whole time. Uh -huh. Now, it cuts back I'm to Jerry in this other guy for just a second. I've often wondered if he ever worked with the pecan. Yeah, me too. Now, is that considered a nut? Because I know the cashew is a legume. Peanut brittle, peanut butter, peanut oil. Can I talk to you for a second? Oh. So there you go. Elaine is sitting there talking to this guy, and he's going off on the tangent on nuts and peanuts, peanut butter, peanut oil, uh -huh. peanut, right? I saw that, and I said, oh, my gosh. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of this scene from Forrest Gump where they're starting to shine their anyway, shoes. like I was saying, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. There's um, shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried. Deep fried, stir fried. Wow. And it goes on and on and on yeah, about shrimp. shrimp. And it's just all these different shrimp. cuts of them doing stuff Pepper in the shrimp. army, shiny shoes. Yeah. Scrubbing shrimp floors salad. with toothbrushes. Shrimp and potatoes. He's still, he's still going. Very funny part of the movie. But that was three years after the Seinfeld show. I wonder it if It was the, the top rated one. show. So I think that Robert Zemeckis... Or one of the writers, I'm not sure exactly who all the writers were. I know I know Robert Zemeckis directed Forrest Gump, and I'm sure he co-wrote co it somewhere. But I think someone saw that in Seinfeld, and it sparked in them, wait a minute, we got to have a character. Remember that Seinfeld where that guy was going off on peanut this and peanut that? We have to take that and expand it and expand it. I'm, and there you go. I'm following you. There is my uh, is pop a, culture is, is entertainment there, Is segment. there a lawsuit in there? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I thought of putting together a video online that I thought, well, if I do that, I only do that if I got cut in. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe you should send him an email. <laughs> I, well, you know, I don't think my emails would get through to Bob Zemeckis. Maybe not. Bob. I call him Bob. Bob you know, because we, and Bob we worked together so many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm not surprised that you would catch something like that because, I mean, first of all, you're pretty analytical, but also... I don't know. You know, you're kind of part of the industry. So I think you pay closer attention to that sort of thing than than some. I would agree. So good job. Good eye. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I'll start a trend of something. I don't know what. I don't know. Well, hey, I guess you're going to be talking about reading books, eh? Well, I had a question for you, actually. Are you a book reader? <sighs> <laughs> Big sigh. You know, I used to be. But you I'm forgot more, how to read. I'm more a periodical girl now because anything that requires me to get into it, I don't. It's really hard for me. I swear I've like developed ADD as I've gotten older or something because it just it's hard for me to make myself get into a book, something that takes, you know, time to sort of like really enjoy it. No. So so when did you when did you stop reading books? And I mean, I understand, you know, probably adulting, within, it's hard and it's busy yeah. world and all that. Yep. Probably in the last 10 years, I'd say. So you were still working when you... Uh... 
I was. Yeah, and you yeah. were able to before. Yeah, I have a book that I, I love and have read it a, a few times, and I actually found it again recently, and I have it um, on the side of my bed with the intent to, to read it again. <laughs> and it's kind of because it's because of, I'm like, yeah, I should I should read again. And uh, I have three books on my nightstand that I want to read oh. that are gathering dust oh. because I don't read. I never read. I know how to read. Sure. Uh, but the, the issue that I have, so when I was a kid, read comic books, loved comic books, mm-hmm. big fan of that, you know, through about middle of high school till I discovered girls. Yeah. And then comic books went by the wayside. But I didn't like in, in high school, we were forced to read. You know, we had rec- re- required reading of books that I wasn't interested in. There wasn't Spider-Man or robots or explosions in this. I mean, it was, it was Hester Prynne, you know, in The Scarlet Letter. And it was like, what? I, this is the most boring book mean. to read. The Good Earth. And and so I, I did read that book. I think that was the only required reading one that I actually read the entire book. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I had recently moved up to Oregon, didn't have any friends at the time. We didn't even live in town. I had a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the book. It was boring, but I read it. And I used to subscribe to Omni Magazine, which is no longer published, mm-hmm. but it used to be a science and science fiction magazine that came out in the late 70s, uh, early 80s. And they had short stories in there. And I would read the science fiction short stories. Those were hard for me to read. Because, as you said, I've worked in the industry before, and when I was a kid, I used to shoot movies around, uh-huh. up and down the street. I had to wind up. A, you see, kids, back in the day before video, <laughs> the olden days, we had wind up wind up film cameras, and I would try to shoot special effects and try to put together movies. I was, you know, this is when I was in uh, seventh or eighth grade, I think, eighth uh-huh. or ninth grade, something like that. Anyway, whenever I would start reading these short stories. I would start envisioning who I would have, which one of my friends could play this person in the movie, or how would I shoot that, or how would I draw that. And this is all before any of the special effects that people can do on their laptops and sometimes the phones right now Mm -hmm. with these filters and stuff like that. And I had a big imagination, and I could not stay focused on a story that was more than a few pages long. So short stories I was fine with. Yeah. But when I would read stories that I was interested in, even science fiction books, I couldn't, I couldn't, I remember in sixth grade, I hang out with a, a group of geeks, as it turns out, mm-hmm. uh, that were big fans of The Hobbit, I, and yeah. huge fans, uh-huh. and, you know, and they had these huge, thick books, they're, oh man, you gotta read it, you gotta, and I don't know how I passed it off to them that I had or whatever, but I never did, because I, I and, and now that I know what they, what they were about, I, no way I could have got past more than 10 pages yeah. because my imagination. So that's why I don't read. I read uh, periodicals, you know, magazines. I grew right. up reading magazines, Same. newspapers, yep. National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm a Dead news... animals, I wouldn't know. Oh, you would... <laughs> no, can't do that, but okay, wait, I'm wait. with you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't open up a National Geographic because you can't. couldn't see a dead I animal or someone... I can't see the gazelle that's like got that look of pain oh as the tiger is biting its butt. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I can. I'm picturing one that I saw right now. I can still see wow. that look, and it's. I know. Oh, I wow. Well, I loved it. Of course, as a boy, you were always looking through to see the 
native uh, women who yeah. are topless, yeah. but uh, with the ears hanging down to but, their. But I I used to read National Geographic. Shoot, I was a, I I have, on reel to reel tape somewhere in mm-hmm. my library, me as a little kid reading a National Geographic into the microphone. Oh. Because my grandparents had a reel-to-reel machine at uh-huh. their house, and that's about the only toy that they had for me. And so I would actually record myself reading that stuff. And when they passed away, I have tons of reel-to-reel tapes. I just have not threaded Aww. them up to see. Because there's also tons of them recording uh, Lawrence Welk show and stuff like that <laughs> off of the TV with the microphone hanging in front of the TV speaker. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what how much of that I'd have to endure. But I know somewhere is me reading about, it was the uh, white mountain gorilla or an albino mountain gorilla or something like that. I can't decide if it's sad or really cool that the only toy that they had for you was a reel-to-reel tape. <laughs> it is both. It's a two-sided coin. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I could read I can read National Geographic. I love that. Uh, Star Trek Memories. William Shatner had a, a uh, memoir book. I loved reading that. I could read mm-hmm. the whole thing. Uh, but any stories, it's especially the more I got into movies and television, the tougher it was for me to read anything because I really wanted to produce everything. I didn't have the money to produce it, but I wanted to start sketching out storyboards and planning on how I was going to do everything. So that's that's this how I am as a reader. For, for a while. Yeah. Just... It, it's it's not that I can't read. I mean, yeah. my gosh, I'm on yes. social media all the time. Sure. I'm I'm reading news articles. I'm, I'm doing research because I'm, you know, very... Yeah, okay. Very politically informed. Yes. But well, and you're a word Nazi. He can read, folks. He can <laughs> but, read. But I just can't. Stories are not my thing. I don't know. What, like I said, I, I just want to make him. I remember going back to Omni Magazine, every short story I read, because I could read a short story, and get through mm-hmm. it. I, I wanted to make it into a movie. How could I do this? What people do I need to get? Yeah. Now, I was a kid. I didn't have access to stuff. I had to wind up film camera and film was very expensive back then you literally had to shoot the film take it to photomat right remember photomat yes and you had to wait two weeks before Which getting back to see if misery. you even had anything in the you yeah. know that worked or anything it yeah. was it was you know and I, I was mowing lawns to finance my film habit and that's all i could afford was a couple of 50 foot reels every couple of months mm-hmm. and you know those reels only last a minute or two so I could not do my uh, big epic movie and still can. And if you want to be a producer, I have plenty <laughs> of scripts on hand. So please contact me at all our social media sites. <laughs> Snack a little <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Reach me there. I have scripts, folks. <laughs> so that's interesting because, you know, I was thinking. I have thought about that before, so it's interesting that you bring it up because, yes, I can read, and I used to really enjoy it, and I had the same experience in high school. I was forced to read uh, some of these classics, which I did end up enjoying them, and I keep thinking I should get into that again and read some of these classics, things that I've never read before that I should, but I can't. I can't make myself do it. I can, but I haven't. I have not... (laughs) I mean, wouldn't it make me a more a, a more rounded, well-rounded person, person something, to read? I, yeah. Right? I agree. Look, I, I like I said, I have three books on my counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my counter. I sleep in the kitchen, by the way. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, I have fallen asleep at the table before, uh, but I have three books. Well, on social media. Let me. <laughs> it's right. Let me. Let me see if I can remember what they are. 
One of them is, I can't remember the title, but this might be the title. It's Behind the Scenes of the Planet of the Apes. It's a documentary book, which I love. I have not cracked it open except to flip through to the pages, but it's it's a documentary on how they made the original Planet of the Apes movies, and I'm very interested in those because they had a huge impact on me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is called Woe is I, because Woe is Me is not the proper pronunciation. Yes, this is a grammar Nazi book. And I actually have that bookmarked. entire book of it? Yes, it's actually bookmarked because I'm so interested in language, I started reading it 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get through it eventually. And I can't remember remember what my third book is now I think about it. It might be a book about Egypt. I'm a big fan of ancient Egypt, Mm -hmm. and I love reading about uh, the scientific part and discoveries and stuff like that. So for you, is it usually nonfiction? Well, because if it's a fiction, then I want to make it into a movie. Gotcha. That's what I mean. Do you know what? No, that's interesting because I don't think about it in the terms of making a movie, but I do like casting. And so the book <laughs> that I have up there next to my, uh, on the nightstand, I've, I've cast it and recast it. And I want everybody to read it because it's a great book and then help me cast it. Wow. I'll loan it to you and you can let it sit on your <laughs> nightstand and never read it. And then you can give it back to me. <laughs> uh, may I borrow your dust collector? Sure. <laughs> Are you going to dust it off first? No, just let it all keep piling on. It's a really a great book. I really, really do need to read it again. See, and that's the sad part for me is I could not recommend a really great book to someone as far as a story. I mean, yeah. I have I have a book on movie photography. I have my American Cinematographer's Handbook, all sorts of technical type books on movie making and stuff like that and art. You know, I have art books from the making of movies and things, you know, big movie fan. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I just same. I, 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 if someone asked me what's what's your what was your favorite book to read as a child, I'd I'd have to say uh, "Are You My Mother," which was the love Dr. the old Doctor Seuss, my hero, book. absolutely. And let me tell you why that book is my favorite. Okay, I got that book as a gift when I was in kindergarten or first grade. I don't remember what it was, and and I didn't grow up wealthy at all. Same. And uh, I got that as a gift, and I could tell, I remember this as a kid, I could tell that that book was used, that mm-hmm. it was not brand new. And I remember asking my mom, I said, why would, he, why would he give me a used book? And my mom said, well, maybe that was one of his favorites, and he wanted to share it with you. Uh. And I remember that now. Like you said, that was kindergarten or first grade, and I remember that now that maybe that's what it was. And yeah. it, to me, that's what it always was. And mm-hmm. I know I have that book somewhere because my mama always told me, never throw anything away. You never know when no, you might no. need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, um, we could spend a lot of time on this, all these books that we mean to read or we have read and <laughs> or haven't in my favorite case. authors and <laughs> from childhood. <laughs> Uh, But, you know, it's time for us to move into the paranormal realm. So last when we were speaking, we talked about things that are happening that that have been happening here at the manor for the last, gosh, nine years. Can you believe that? Wow. Um, So, yes, there were it, it started out here with footsteps, a lot of footsteps. Um, 
there was an incident that I call my night of terror, and I just wanted to... <laughs> I love the name of that. The night of terror. I, I have to say, because you know what? Okay, so I, I don't know that you've ever asked me this, but some people have asked me, well, why did you just move? I couldn't stay there. Folks, it's not that easy. It's not you're like, I'm just going to get out of here. It's just not that easy. <laughs> you know, there's not No one likes of, moving. Nobody, and if they do, yes. they're weird. Yes, and I have a lot of stuff. I have things here. It's expensive to move. It's hard work. And I got into this house at a good time. Right. Finding another and place. And this, this is like a dream house for you. It's you, great. Is- yeah. For for my first home, I really got lucky. Um, except for, you know, unless you're not into having spirits in your home. Then, <laughs> so. Well, not those kind of spirits. Not those kind of spirits. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> so... Um, I've mentioned before that my ex-husband worked the graveyard shift, so I was upstairs in bed. I was actually still awake, and I remember this. It was about 11, 11.30 at night, and um, I had my my cat on the bed with me. I was sitting up, actually looking at my laptop, and I started hearing stuff going on downstairs, and I I can't explain to you. I know that's really vague, but, but it just didn't sound... This was not a house settling. This wasn't, you know, water doing something weird in the pipes. This sounded like somebody was downstairs deliberately doing something downstairs. And there's only one way up and down uh, in this house. And I just thought, I- I'm going to have to go down and check. I-, I don't know what it is. Which which were... Wait. Sorry. Okay. He said, you said up and down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be really, like that. really blowing the vibe of the room right now. Sorry <laughs> about that, good. folks. It's so, the vibe. Oh my. <laughs> okay. So I went downstairs. I check everything out. By the way, it's totally silent when I go downstairs. Um, everything seems to be fine. So I go back upstairs and I get in bed and I'm awake. I was already awake, but now I'm awake. I put the laptop back on my lap and Sure enough, it starts up again. I can hear the stuff going on downstairs. And by the way, I didn't have Lady Jean and Penny. It was just Booger in the house with me. Um, those are the cats, those, by the sorry, way. Sorry, those are the cats. Those are not names of the spirits. Uh, I haven't named them yet. Oh, no. There is one with a name. But oh, we'll get to true. him later. Yeah. Um, so I went back down a second time. And now I'm feeling a little uh, uneasy. Once again, I get down here. There's, there's no, there's nothing. It's, it's silent. I start looking out windows, thinking, is it something I'm hearing outside? It's silent. There are no dogs barking, and I have dogs all around here. You'd think that if there's whatever, none of the dogs are barking. So I went upstairs again. Were there, were there crickets? There wasn't anything. I mean, you, it was I mean, just what you're talking about. It's like in a horror movie when all of a sudden everything goes out. It, it was, it was, it was just quiet. I mean, it wow. was, it was peaceful. So whatever was going on when I was upstairs, when I would go back down, I, it was peace, quiet. Um, so this time I went back upstairs and I get in bed. And now, like I said, I'm, I'm totally awake and just sort of, I don't know what's going on. Even though there have been footsteps and that kind of thing, I was not ever, I wasn't thinking it's a ghost. I wasn't, I, but I didn't know what it was. So I couldn't tell you how much time passed, maybe 15 minutes. I'm uncertain. So I should mention that I would leave the hall light on. So you go up these stairs and then it wraps around up to a landing. 
I would leave the hall light on so when my ex-husband would get home, he would be able to see his way up the stairs. Right, because it's, it's a narrow, steep staircase. It is, yes. Um, and the door swings in in the bedroom, and that was open. So you can see the, the glow from around the door from where my bed is positioned. It's right. kind of behind the door. You can see the glow uh, from the hall. Uh, I hear... I start hearing um, walking as though there's somebody on the landing. But it's, it's, all, it's all hardwood here. And you can hear the cracking of the hardwood. And um, I, I'm i a little startled by it. But yeah, I hear walking. It's not just one crack. It's several. It's thump, thump, thump. You know, it's walk, 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 crack, crack. And then there's silence. And then I heard what sounded like, do you know what a light bulb um, burns out? Sometimes you hear the cracking. It sounds like right. really fine right. glass. Right, the crackle. That's yeah. what it sounded like. I heard the crackle. And then it goes dead silent again. And I was a little freaked out because I'm, so I was staring at the door or the light coming around the door because I'm certain, well, there's somebody right there because I just heard them walking on the landing. There's going to be a shadow at my door. Myself and the cat booger are both staring at the door waiting. I'm getting chills thinking about it. There's nothing. There's there's no shadow, nothing. And so now I'm on high alert. And again, I'm not sure of the time frame, five minutes, maybe at the most. And I'm not sure what I'm sure I didn't get the laptop. By the way, this has been a little while, but uh, since this happened, it started all over again. I start hearing the walking outside my door. Wow. Uh, um, uh, like it's coming across the landing, not coming up the stairs. Like and, it. And again, when you right tell there. these stories, you didn't like grab a stick or something to defend yourself in case something. No. I mean, even if it wasn't a ghost, you got to think someone's walking around. I got to get a knife. I got to do something. I know my heart was pounding. I know I was oh staring at the door. I know that the cat's hearing what I'm hearing because we're both staring at the door. Right. Expecting something. So at that point, when it happened again, silence after all the walking, the cracking of the glass again. Wow. Booger jumped off the bed and ran towards it. And so I grabbed my phone at that point and I'm like, quietly like hello what a bonehead so like i quietly crept towards the door and there outside of the hall booger is just sitting in front of the door staring down at the stairs just staring and so i i look and and i didn't know i didn't know what to do but but it occurred to me every time i come back upstairs the stuff starts happening again so i just went downstairs and i sat in the parlor until my ex-husband got home, what three, four hours later? I mean, I was oh I was gosh. awake the whole night. Wow. There was I never found any breaking glass. I know that um, uh, one of a, a mutual friend that you and I know had said, "Oh, well, that's probably the the pipes. Your the, the the plumbing the plumbing doesn't go up the the stairs or under the stairs." Right. Right. Um, this is one of those things that I can't explain but I but I was there and I know what I heard and this was walking this was a this was a human and again I never thought oh it's a ghost right, right I'm thinking right. how I was just down there Who, right. how did somebody get past me when I went down and now they're upstairs with me and nothing wow so 
and, and no broken glass ever anywhere. No broken no, glass. No cat going, or, you know, or getting hurt or any. This is why you need dogs. You can send the dog in. The cats are going to stand there like you did. And in fact, the cats are doing exactly what you did. They're going to stand there and stare and not pick up a stick or something <laughs> to go after this thing. No, my cats. No, <laughs> my cats. Uh, wow. the, the current cats. Well, Penny. I've never seen Penny act strange, but LJ has seen. But in to, but the to hear those heavy steps like that and have them stop and then you come downstairs and it and it doesn't happen anymore. Yep. And yeah. what about outside? Were dogs when you came downstairs? Nothing. Were dogs barking and nothing? No, every, so just it was just like a silent. It was very all quiet night. My own little thing happening in my house with me. <laughs> wow. So now, now, what what would be your explanation if you could come up with one? If there's something, I can't. I you know, uh, <laughs> not with the not with the steps. Yeah. Because I've I've been here with and heard steps before. So I don't know. If someone someone has an explanation, be sure to reach out to us. Ooh, reach out to us. Reach out and touch someone. On uh, Facebook, on Twitter, and, and on Instagram. You want know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, but reach out on Facebook. Reach out on Facebook. Yeah. And let us know at Snack a Little. Tell your friends. Have we you got more. Us? We got more stories coming up. So we want to know sure. what you think. So be sure to listen in. We'll see you on our next show. See ya. Take Bye. care, everyone.